0: Listening to the Atomic Geeks, a podcast covering movies, TV, comic books, video games, and everything in between. So geeky.
1: Hello and welcome back to the Atomic Geeks Podcast. This is episode 104. My name is Michael Di Giovanni. I'm sitting in Toronto right now. I'm the host for this evening, and what the fuck? I'll drink a beer. I'm drinking a Black Creek Porter. Let's see what other alien species are joining me tonight.
2: Oh, well, hello, Michael. Um, hello, folks, Internet people. I'm Mike Downs, but I'm in the Cambodian jungle, and I'm covered in mud, and I'm trying to hide my heat signature from an alien who's chasing me. Luckily, I have a 650-liter milliliter can of Sapporo to defend myself in case it gets close.
3: <laughs> if nothing will beat anybody, it's Sapporo. Oh, hello, Internet. It's your pal Christian from the town of Oakville in my basement wearing a chicken shit shitty uh, invisibility cloak. And in my head, I'm holding a cold can of bush beer. Bush beer. Cold as a mountain stream, smooth as its name. All natural aging using quality ingredients. I don't know what that means, but...
0: Oh, <laughs> well, hello, everyone. It's Andrew Bloom. I'm calling from a huge tunnel deep in the Arctic, and I'm drinking a uh, Molson M. This is new to me today, microcarbonated premium lager from Molson. It's kind of strange. What do what do we think microcarbonated? Means? It has little bubbles. I <laughs> think that's what it is. Can they be smaller? It's, yeah. I think what is that? About? Is extra small. I have no idea. I thought I, I saw it and I was like, "This is the weirdest thing." It must be like New Beer Week at the LCBO uh, or in in uh, Ontario today or in London because I went crazy walking through, seeing all the different beers that they had. Of course, I saw this one. and went microcarbonated. What?
2: The yeah, but but, fuck? but so I mean, carbonation is about. I mean, like the. Well, I mean, it's different. There's different ways to do it, yeah. right? It, what it might be, it might mean that there's an ingredient they put in it that is what carbonates it, right? That is somehow something other. Because I mean, when I carbonate, when you, you put it under CO2. What yeah. is it gonna, is it like light oxygen or something?
1: Maybe well, maybe, maybe they're know. just
2: maybe they're just carbonating
0: in a very small room. <laughs> yeah, or they're using very small people to carbonate,
3: <laughs> or they're just cutting the size down of their beer vats.
0: <laughs> yeah, this is a vat. But they also uh, had some other ones there, some Danish, or or some beers, yeah, beers from Denmark that were like, one bottle was 21 bucks. I didn't buy that. I <laughs> thought Christian would have had a heart attack when he saw it, but I did buy one from that same company that I can't even pronounce that I'm going to have to save maybe for next week.
1: Yeah, the spring shipment came out to the LCBO. That's the... It was... On- yeah, it's huge. That's the Ontario liquor store for those uh not in Canada. So there's a whole whack load of new beers, so you may hear a couple new names in the few weeks, and I'm sure you'll continue to hear Bush Beer and Laker Lager from our friend Christian <laughs> Nielsen.
0: That's pretty exciting. That's I have to admit.
1: Um, well, all these beers sound rather tasty. I'm just going to have another uh, sip of mine. And while we do that, does anyone have some of that? Geek news. <sighs> Geek news. Who's got some?
3: Oh, I've got some of the geek news this week and uh, you know, not so well, I guess it is kind of big geek news because a whole bunch of uh movie award television bullshit happened uh last night and a lot of people watched it. Uh, a lot of stuff happened or maybe a lot of stuff maybe didn't happen is more of the bigger story. Uh it was the uh Oscars last night. Whole bunch of people won, whole bunch of people lost. Um wonder what you guys thought about it if you even watched it.
0: You really summed that
1: up well. <laughs> <laughs> that was yeah, that was the best description of the Academy Awards I think I've ever heard. Uh, I did sit through the entire presentation. It moved pretty fast, but what a fucking mess of a show that was.
0: Oh, really? I have it. I hate to admit, I have it PVR'd and I was planning on watching it. Um, later didn't realize we were going to talk about it because it's not really a big geek news thing, the Oscars. What, the Oscars is not <laughs> I'm, a- I'm joking. That's called jokes. <laughs> the, it, but I, no, I didn't get a chance to see it. I do know who won what, but I uh, didn't uh, sit through that mess of a uh, show that, as you well, call
1: it. Well, the hosts, James Franco and Anne Hathaway were awful. That's my opinion. They were terrible. James Franco was visibly high. I mean, if no one, if you couldn't tell that, peeps, go and rewind it. He didn't. Was, he,
3: wa- didn't he walk up to the podium with a cookie in his hand.
1: Yeah, he, and the thing is, he smirked his way through the whole fucking show. It was like he he almost had this air of what he was doing was a bit beneath him. It, it, I, I just it was really really bad. The two of
0: them. I was, I, can... I was kind of hoping that he was going to be good at that. I thought maybe he would be funny.
3: I don't know. He's a pretty funny guy. I mean, this is coming from a guy who basically, it seems like his general attitude is like, I don't give a shit. I'll do anything. You know I mean? This is a guy who, who took a job acting on General Hospital, for Christ's sakes, you know? And now he's teaching a class about himself, you know? I mean, he's like kind of right. like a, you know, he's like all over the place.
2: Not- yeah. I'm, yeah. Like This guy seems like one of those, I mean, I, I think he's totally just like, what the fuck ever, man? I mean, I'm going to, uh, but I, I think you're right. He's like. You know, he's had a lot of press lately. I think he's probably thinking he's untouchable. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I just, I don't think, I mean, I do think he's funny,
1: and he's obviously shown the art of improv and thinking on his feet, because I know a lot of the movies like Pineapple Express and that relied heavily on that, but he wasn't that good. Uh, But the other thing is, one of the most other notable things of the night, in my opinion, was... Uh, Melissa Leo, or as she is now forever called, Mike Downs' new favorite actress, <laughs> when she uh, dropped the fucking F-bomb during live television, that was uh, quite the moment.
3: Yeah, my, my wife and I are watching actually, I, I've actually uh, PVR'd, I, I gave the show a good hour to start, and then basically, then I jumped in and basically fast forward like a madman until I was actually quite live at the end. But uh, she came on and started her speech, and first of all, it was my wife's, you know, assumption or assertion that she was just basically full of shit to begin with. Like, her her acceptance speech seemed so friggin' fake, you know, oh my god, I can't believe her, I don't know, maybe it was just me, and then the fucking came out, and I swear to god, you know, my my wife hopefully won't hear from that hillbilly again for the rest of the night for crying out loud.
1: Well, chances are you'll probably never hear her name again. I mean, I didn't know who the hell she was, uh, to begin with. I, I have not seen the fighter. I've heard she's excellent in it. I'd
0: uh, like, I'd like, I'd like to see that too, but sorry to cut in, but Christian saying, hope we don't see that hillbilly again for crying out loud. <laughs> what are you <laughs> like, talking about? Hope we don't see that hillbilly again for crying out loud. Uh, I'm there, one see just that there. <laughs> I like it.
3: I have, you know, for crying out loud is quite a sophisticated statement uttered by many uh gentlemen and of, of upper yes. stature.
0: And toothless fool alike.
3: Should I, it? Believe,
1: I believe for crying out loud is actually in the king's speech.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> as <laughs> often as Christian uses it, too. Yeah. But, you know,
1: in terms of who won the awards, I don't know, guys, were you surprised at any? I think Melissa Leal winning supporting actress was the only one that came out of left field for me.
3: Nah, you know, I, I didn't have really any kind of emotional stock in anyone in that in time. Mean, I pretty much, my bank, like, you know, Natalie Portman was going to win. I pretty much knew that. We knew Colin Firth was going to win for the for the King's friggin' speech and all that stuff. There was nothing really, like, I had really no emotional investment in the show at all. I mean, it could be based on the fact that I've basically seen none of the movies as yet for one. But uh, other than that, I, I, I didn't really care that much.
2: Well, I mean, let me jump in. So, I, I didn't watch this at all. Um you know, as much as I love movies, I could give a fuck about the Oscars nowadays. Um, but, uh, we have, who, who what, what won best picture? Uh, Social Network? No, The King's Speech no. did. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. well, that's, that's a bit of a surprise, I, I, I don't guess. Th- I
0: don't think, uh, Social Network really deserved to win the Oscar for that. It's me, a good movie for it be either.
2: Me either. I, I argued that on CFNY with uh, Josie Dye, but um <laughs> I uh, I don't think... That movie was interesting of a story, but I, I think... Did we talk about this on the... I don't think that thing should have fucking won Best Picture yeah, at all. Yeah, but stuff. you know no, what? I, I
1: mean, I, I I know the King's Speech. I've heard great things about it, but I really, you know, five years down the road, I'm not sure people are really going to remember that film either. It's one of those things where, I don't know, the lasting impact, I think I the think social... De- ne-
0: I th- sorry, I think it depends on who you are with that one. A lot of people... If who you're are 80. a little bit, a little bit, exactly. I, I, you know, I hate to admit it when you're, you're a little bit older. They grew up interested in the monarchy and in what happened in the royal family. It doesn't tie to us so much anymore, but I know of like my mother and some people's grandparents and stuff like that went shit and saw this movie more than once. And like, you know, they're going to it like we're seeing Superman. They're going to see, uh, the king's speech because yeah. it has more, social relevance to them or impact to them
1: well i've heard really good things about it so i knew it was down between the social network and king speech anyways for the the uh, the best film the social network really pretty much got locked out of everything with the exception of aaron sorkin winning uh best adapted screenplay thank god and it was also nice that trent reznor of nine inch nails fame won the oscar for best original score i tell you this Whether you liked the social network or not, the music in that movie was phenomenal.
3: Yeah, but still, it's kind of funny, though, to see uh, Mr. Trent. I ain't going to sell out Reznor up there with a freaking nice haircut and a freaking black tuxedo saying, I want to thank everyone and my wife for giving me this (laughs) honor, you know?
1: No. They get heroin (laughs) after at the Oscar party. That's
3: That's right.
2: But uh, the last? Last, everybody, everybody's got a price.
3: But yeah, he's gonna yeah. take that uh, award and fuck it like an animal. <laughs> <laughs> the
1: last thing I'll say about the Oscars, though, is you know what, people? He's a legend, incredible, great actor. Oh, but no, we need was... to stop wheeling out Kirk Douglas to advance. Thank events.
0: you, thank you for saying this. I this is the only part that I caught live that while I was passing through and saw it on TV. You know what? My heart went out to this poor guy, and I know it's great that he's up on stage at 162 but holy shit i i felt so bad everyone's trying to you know go along with his jokes and stuff and it's great that he's with it but let's face it he's having a hard time saying what he's supposed to say dude he's his had ears like were hanging strokes. down his ears were
1: hanging to his shoulders did you see that yeah. like he <laughs> you so, know so, your
0: ears and nose never stop growing your whole life i am in big trouble dude but honestly like
1: I, the guy is a legend. I get it, and he was looked like he was having a ball out there. But they practically had to pull him with a cane off the off the stage.
0: He just he didn't, had no, he had had no idea him. what was going on.
1: Yeah, that I mean, they please Kirk Douglas legend, but lock him away now, folks. Has he had work done? <laughs> yes, I believe he's <laughs> practically a cyborg at this
3: point. <laughs> get an ear lift, anyway. Yeah. Well.
1: Before we move on to tonight's topic, did I hear rumblings on CNN.com that there might be some second geek news? (laughs)
2: <laughs> there is. Uh, Mike Downs reporting here live from Istanbul. Um yes, uh you know, in our what our usual segment we're usually talking about uh superhero movies uh casting or, or superhero movies, and so I just didn't know if you guys heard the latest rumor of Vigo Mortensen uh being considered for General Zod for uh Zack Snyder's Superman movie.
1: Yeah, I heard this too, and you know, they've been going back and forth where they're saying Zod's gonna be the villain. Zod's not gonna be the villain. Uh, Ursa, the you know the chick from Krypton, she was gonna be it, and now they're back to Zod and Viggo Mortensen is uh, out there. I think that's a good choice for Zod, but I think it's kind of weird slash sad that when we're making a Superman film, the only villain we can really think of outside of Lex Luthor is one that really isn't even from the comics.
3: I, I never even thought about that. I mean, but it's not. Wait, wait a minute. It's not really from the comics. I don't understand what you mean by that.
1: Well, dude, Zod was created specifically for Superman 2, the movie. He was not a direct con- They've added him into Superman mythos.
3: Yeah, but who are those? Then Wasn't in the Silver Age? Who were those three freaking uh, supervillains from the Phantom Zone then? I, do, I
1: thought General Zod was created exclusively for the film.
3: I, I don't... I'm not sure if that's correct at all, to be totally honest. Um, I challenge you. I, I, I distinctly remember there were some Silver Age stories, because like I remember one of the guys from the Phantom Zone, one of the Kryptonian criminals, had like some... A hat. Like he had an orange hat and his orange and purple outfit or something like that. And there was a girl and there was a guy with white hair or something like that. I I, I don't... I'm not sure if that's correct.
1: Someone jump online while we're talking about this and uh, validate our, one of our stories...
3: Well, thanks to uh, diligent, immediate, uh, talking while podcasting internet research, thanks to uh, the Apple iPad, Apple iPad, great for research while podcasting, General Zod uh, made his first appearance in Adventure Comics, April 1961, in the Silver Age.
0: So we're, there. Never, we're never getting paid for anything. Christian keeps giving away advertising for free. <laughs> and we get a lot of information wrong as well. So, <laughs>
3: so I'm going to shut up,
2: and uh, I look forward to the movie. Right. He's he's also giving it away to Apple, like, they give a fuck and they want to
3: advertise with us. That's right, I'm laying the foundation, you know, that's what I'm doing right now. But, I mean, as as far as casting uh, Viggo Mortensen's on, I think that's a friggin' awesome idea. I mean, I, I think Viggo Mortensen, uh, um, amongst anybody, has the, the ability to play at one, you know, kind of, like, badass motherfucker, especially in the days of where our superhero movies are more serious than, you know, kind of, like, fun.
0: The only one I would also like Josh Brolin or, uh, Pee Wee Herman.
3: <laughs> Funny. No, yes. I mean,
2: I, I, I totally, I totally, I think this is, uh, when I saw this, I was like, fucking awesome. I mean, Zod, you know, especially having watched Smallville and seeing them do a young Zod, I don't like that idea at all. Uh, you know, it, or, or it's fine as long as he's not a general at that point, you know what I mean? And they have him as General Zod in Smallville, which I totally drives me. Um, General Zod, to me, you know, was, uh, jor you know, uh best friend. They went to... He's like Magneto's to fucking Charles Xavier. You know what I mean? So he needs to be fucking old school and, you know what I mean, like dangerous. And I think fucking Viggo Mortensen can pull that shit off.
1: Yeah, I think it's a, a pretty damn good piece of casting if they go with that. I'm, he's got that He's not super muscle-bound sort of guy, but he's got that sort of menacing quality about him. If you've seen any of the, uh, the films that he's done with David Cronenberg, he can definitely do that. He can play it against the Aragorn type. So I think that's pretty fucking good. Uh, you know, ultimately, I know the reason why Snyder's going in this direction is they need someone for soups to throw down with. And, you know, another Kryptonian is probably your best option in terms of being able to exploit those fancy CGI antics.
3: Yeah, and I think uh, if I can make a suggestion for a casting of uh, Ursula, uh, maybe they could go with, um, I don't know, Denise Richards or something like that. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> you just want to see her in that one-piece outfit.
3: That's right. And make out in a pool again. <laughs>
1: uh, all right, well. That's some pretty fancy geek news. We'll have to see if that pans out for Vigo. So, how about we get into tonight's topic? And I'm pretty excited about this one. Uh, let's go. Topic! <laughs> <laughs> all right. The Aliens and Predator films are easily some of the most popular and revered sci-fi film series of all time, both beloved by critics and genre fans. The Aliens film in particular have involved acclaimed filmmakers Ridley Scott, James Cameron, and David Fincher. When the film Predator 2 unleashed one of the most famous Easter eggs of all time, the alien head hanging in a trophy room of a Predator, geeks and film fans went into a spin about the thought of a crossover between the two famous movie monsters. In 1991... Dark Horse Comics picked up on this nugget of idea and began publishing a series of graphic novels called Aliens vs. Predator that was the first official crossover between the two franchises. Though very successful, this merely whet the appetite of fans who clamored for the two species to do battle on the big screen. Well, in 2004, fans finally got their wish as AVP, Aliens vs. Predator, arrived in theaters. To a resounding thud. To say it was a critical and commercial letdown would be a slight understatement. So, it's a redo. That's right, folks. The Atomic Geeks are redoing Aliens vs. Predator. We are going to make suggestions on how to improve the film. We're going to take out what didn't work. We'll make casting changes. Decide whether the director should be fired or not. And ultimately, try to improve the film. A-V-P. All right. So, guys, it's been a while since we've done a redo. Kind of looking forward to doing this. Before we get into it, I have a question for all uh, three of you guys. Was this the first time that you had seen AVP uh, when I asked you to do this, or had you watched it previously either on DVD or in the theater? Mike
2: Downs. Uh, I have seen this before. I don't know where it was, but I've seen it before, yes. How about you, Christian?
3: I'm afraid to answer this question now, for Christ's sakes. I'm this whole trend of me not seeing shit. Right now. Uh, but, yes, this is the first time I've ever seen the movie.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what lead-in with it you to say that. What about you, Bloom? Uh, I did see it before. Uh, the, the one thing I have to say is I had forgotten. I Like, that just shows how it is. I forgot that I saw it, and then all of a sudden getting working up to it, and I was like, oh, shit, maybe I did see this movie. Yeah, so. I was the same way. I, I know I saw it
1: when it came out but i completely forgotten the film until we uh, dove into it again for this exercise. So here is the IMDB synopsis, just to give you guys some context as to what the hell we're going to be talking about. When a private satellite encounters an unidentified source of heat in Antarctica and it is found to be a pyramid buried deep underground, a search team comprising of -of top-of-the-line archaeologists and engineers is sent to find out more. Once there, the team comes across signs which indicate that the place is inhabited by an unknown alien species. It is not long before the aliens begin to hunt the team members. At the same time, a trio of -of coming-of-age predators have arrived to collect the skulls of the aliens as trophies, and the humans are caught between a deadly battle between the two warring species. Guys, just to give you a little heads up, this got a 22% on uh, Rotten Tomatoes, so reviewed... (laughs) Not very well. So, uh, as we usually do, we've got the shooting script of AVP sitting out in front of us. Let's go to work, fellas. Let's start with what you guys think is the major flaw. Before we get into anything, the biggest mistake of the movie. So, uh, I'm going to throw first to you, Downs. What do you think threw this thing completely off the rails?
2: Uh, I think we burned the script right now on the boardroom table. Wow, you're saying nothing works in it. Well, I mean uh I think the major flaw is is uh well, the whole setup of this Arctic thing. I don't think um okay the alien universe is a futuristic world, and um, the predator one tends to be in our world. I think the fatal flaw here is by having the aliens in our world in in this time. I think the story would have been better if we were in the future a la aliens a little bit you know what I mean in a remote area, and then the predators uh, get involved in some other way. I just the whole Arctic expedition and this pyramid under the fucking Arctic ice cap to me was. To, totally unbelievable, and it, and it caused an hour before we got to see the aliens versus the predator.
1: Well, yeah, so you're saying well, you would have preferred that this was A either in the future or maybe off planet.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Okay, yeah, so. I, I, like, the, the setup, like, I, so I, I guess what saying, right from the beginning, I didn't like where the story was going. So uh, in terms of the script, I just don't think this is the right story to tell of, of the alien versus predator.
1: Okay, so uh, Christian, are you picking up what Downs is throwing down? Uh, I'm
3: picking. I'm picking up exactly what he's putting down. When when the the, when I first started watching the movie and had that you know the little like the the uh, the technical uh, little scroll of the side like like the text comes on the screen and like "Da da 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 2004. I actually had to rewind and say what this fucking movie is set in 2004. Um, so that was a big problem with me. I think I think Downs is right. Two thousand and four is not the right time period for this fucking movie. And my second uh, generic, you know, generic criticism of this entire movie as a whole is the entire cast.
2: Okay, so that's well, 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 hold on. Bishop was all right, but we're, we're jumping all over the place. Before if you want to get to cast, well, no, and if that's Christian's major flaw of the film,
3: it is my major flaw of the film. I don't. I think the entire cast stinks.
1: Okay, so. Uh, let me jump in here be on off that segue because that is my major flaw as well. I think the cast-slash-characters are awful. If there was anything beyond being amazing special effects and some pretty kick-ass action movies, what also made the Alien films and Predator films, for that matter, so special was... The the rogue cast of characters that they had. I mean, when you think back to the original Predator, which we've talked about this with Arnold Schwarzenegger and crew, uh, th- I mean, those are awesome. Each of those characters, Carl Weathers, Jesse Ventura, they they all at least had some meat and substance to them. Don't even get me started on Aliens, Cameron's film. I mean, fuck, there was so much to that film. These are all throwaway nobodies in this thing. Like, that was the thing, is the humans who are trapped between the conflict, who gives a shit about these
3: people? And probably one of the worst team assembly montages I've seen in my entire life. Yeah. One girl and a guy, and let's get there. You know, basically it.
1: Yeah, they only collected... Two of them. That was pretty much, uh, the only people that were necessary for this brew. Andrew, what are you thinking, in terms of the flaw? Are you on Downs' side? Are you on well, Christian and I's? Or?
0: You know what? I agree. I agree with, with the characters, what you're saying. I didn't give a shit about these characters. But there are two things that also stood out to me. And one of them is, is the characters. It's, it's the major thing that you need in this movie. And the biggest thing that destroyed it is having humans. You in you know science fiction movies you generally need someone that you can relate to. Couldn't really relate to this the the lead woman. But if you didn't have humans in it, it might be a little bit hard to relate to the movie at all. Uh, and, and I was going to say the other the other major flaw that I had aside from the characters uh, is the pacing of the film was was terrible. So what were you Downs? Did you have some uh, retort to that? Well, I mean, the, the
2: problem is, is you have to have humans to create the alien. I was thinking about this as I was going through too, because I, I agree. The whole we, we don't care about any of these characters, really. You know what I mean? No. It's not because even if you the the new Predators that what Rodriguez did, it's really good because the cast of characters is good. And to your point, Mike, a cast of characters has to get you drawn in. Um, and and in this one, I was like, well, okay. So this, should this just be aliens versus predators? And then you know they have to have. The humans have to create the aliens, so you have to get them yeah. in there. So, uh, again, to me, it goes back to that whole story of, you know, set in 2004 and stumbling across this bullshit just didn't make, just didn't, doesn't work at all.
3: Yeah, and you right. have to have humans anyway, otherwise the whole movie's going to be like... Well, <laughs> right, yes, yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's, <laughs> that's, that's hard that's for dialogue.
0: <laughs> yeah, and that's what I mean. It's, it's the biggest, it's the most needed thing whenever you deal with fi- fantasy or science fiction. You have to have... Humans, or at least something you can relate to in the movie, but at the same time, they're the worst part. Well, and I think they're the
1: worst part of this film because, like we said, the best uh, the best parts of those other films is rooting for the fucking guy, the 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 humans that are kind of caught or
0: being hunted by. One hundred percent. And when I say pacing, as another one that ties into what you're saying, you know, another one of these fucking movies that we have to have people. Let's gather up some, some specialists and some tough guys so we can go out and do this. The, it lasted 12 seconds. It was so quick. They got through it so fast. They're already, everything moved so quickly in this movie. It, you, you didn't have time to care, and much less the fact that they were horrible at, at acting or portraying what they're supposed to do. You didn't give a shit because you've known them for 12 seconds. Yeah. No. So
1: I'm going to say this. I completely agree first off the top that with uh, Downs and Christian, that's a change that needs to be made off the top, that this sucker has to be set in the future. Whatever that fucking year is, you know, it, the screenwriter can figure out. But 2004, give me a break. Uh What do we what do we think, guys, in terms of setting this thing off planet? Do we want it on Earth? Obviously, it's an easy way to get humans in it, but come on, people. Aliens, I mean, in the future, humans can be flying around in ships. So do we think it should be on Earth or off-planet? I I would
0: vote off-planet. What about you, Christian?
3: Well, as far as science fiction goes, I mean, anything off-planet is a lot more interesting than on Earth, unless it's some kind of, like, you know, super-duper cool future Earth. But, I mean... I mean, even off-planet is more interesting because, let's face facts, fucking Antarctica is boring. You know, it's, people in fucking winter coats are shivering, you know what I mean? It's white snow, it's
0: but, boring. But It's boring, but also when you're off-planet, everything becomes slightly more believable because yeah, you're already in the science fiction realm. When you're on Earth, it's harder for the audience to, to grasp the fact that there's predators and aliens running around. Yeah, and my, my thing is to...
1: When I think about this film I mean this pyramid idea stuck beneath uh, the ice I mean it was it was a bit of a convoluted mess like the predators I guess were back in Aztec times and giving them technologies or something
2: like that well and and, and this basically says that like all of our because they were saying that all of the other pyramids around the world are descendants of this. So basically all humans are descendants of the predators that were all slaves. I mean, that's a bit fucking much. Yeah, that Just was a bit roll said. out in the middle
3: of a science yeah. fiction AVP he- movie. But the bigger question I'm asking myself is, These predator, who who are the predator forefathers, like, first of all, are smart enough to build all of these fucking game show pyramids, you know, south of the equator, oh but who is, who is the one fucking predator that's out? you know what, I'm building my pyramid <laughs> friggin' ten miles below the uh, surface of Antarctica. Well, so you're, you're telling me these three fucking, these predators are basically circling the universe, just crossing their fingers that some stupid human's going to dig down there and find frozen pyramid number ten.
0: Well, that's, I mean, I, this is the only thing I'll give to the movie is that they sort of explained the fact that, you know, at one point Antarctica was not covered in ice, and they, they did that. But that's beside the point. The The point is that why are they building, like you said, these game show pyramids to uh, to go back and send people just so they can fight aliens to say, hey, uh, coming of age thing. Okay, that's weird. But then sure. on top of it, they're, these predators are predators. Why did they not come to Earth originally and just wipe out us motherfuckers instead of saying, yeah, treat us like a god, I won't kill you then, because they changed, they all of a sudden then became predators? Yeah, it's... it's I, I,
1: as I was thinking as I was watching this, there is a germ, and I'm saying a microscopic germ, like it's as small as microscopic microcarbonation germ that... Of a good idea here, where the basically the the predators are using this as a training ground, as a rite of passage, right. uh, you know, uh, stalking it with aliens, so the guys can come there and you know the new warriors can test their metal. Kind of a a nugget of a good idea, but just it is a mess. As we've just tried to explain that, it's way too much, and I and that was a fault of trying to set it on Earth, and then trying to add this to the human, the Predator's involvement in human history. I mean, come on. We just want to see these guys fight, for fuck's sakes. Yeah. So, uh, guys, we're, I'm going to say definitely off-planet, uh, set in the future. Let's move now to the characters, because this is something we pretty much all echoed on. The lead character in this film is a, is a woman named Alexa Woods. That's her character. What they were going for here clearly was Ripley. They thought hey in the alien movies it was always a strong female lead let's put a strong female in this one. What could we what could have made this cast of characters better? Uh Christian, what do you think?
3: What what could have made them be- Well, I mean uh, they just unfortunately I mean you can't predict this kind of shit but I mean uh, they, they failed to make their, their lead character badass, for one. I mean, this badass mountain climber, you know, telling the, the poor story about her father dying on top of the mountain. I mean, she seemed more like a victim than anything, because everyone was walking all over her. It's like, it was basically her trying... Hey, listen to me guys, I told you to do this because I'm the expert. Oh yeah, whatever. We'll just keep moving on here. I mean if they they have they have to establish her. I mean male, female character, they have to establish her as a dominant, freaking mm-hmm. tough as nails, kind of like, you fuck with me and I'll kill you. You know what I mean? She did not broadcast to me at all
2: yeah i 'll tell you what i mean i 'm the semblance of an idea here I think the idea of a, to get to kind of what you 're saying Mike of a female lead is the right way to go with this story, um, but you know maybe what they should have done was is you know it's they 're on a ship or something they crash land on some planet she 's the second in command it has to and, and is real we see her. Established as, as a uh, hard ass in the beginning of, the, you know, and she's the second in command. We lose the captain and now she, you know what I mean? And she's like the leader of this group. And I think that's a little bit more believable of the story for a female character to be in this, in this plot line, I guess.
1: Yeah, like mountain climbing fucking leader. Like that, that, that was quite lame. I mean, my thought on this is how do you make the characters better? Make them a part of the fucking military. Like, I, I mean, come on. Have them on to Downs' point, an expedition, and we go from there. I mean, scientists, sure, you always have to have your batch of scientists, but let's get some – it's a fucking aliens and a predator movie. Let's get some goddamn commandos in this shit.
3: Yeah, and and the commandos in this movie were all secret commandos. Like, Remember they got to that certain point, it's like, all right – The jig is up. Let's go. And they take out their freaking secret briefcases and like shake them. And all of a sudden they have these machine guns. And it's like, oh, okay. So now it's it gets we get we get something good now. You know
0: what? There's nothing wrong with them being secret commandos, as you put it. But you need to play it up a little bit better than just all of a sudden we don't even notice they have these guns or these briefcases. Just all of a sudden, and these guns pop out. You're like you didn't even. There, there's no payoff because you didn't build to it. That's what you I mean. Were they supposed to be hiding that, or yeah, like? It would have been. Yeah, if he had this crack team of commandos who followed him everywhere because he's this dying old rich man and is a little bit crazy, then okay. And then, you know, and then your tough broad is saying you can't bring weapons, motherfucker. You know, no, yeah, that's that, that, that's, that's not part up. of the mountain climbing code.
2: No, <laughs> I, 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 again, you know. Maybe she's not, maybe she's, maybe she has like a little freaking, um, uh, a, a ship, kind of like a la Han Solo, you know what I mean? A, uh, a barge. And Buddy and his fucking, um, military goons kind of come on. Like, well, they don't, they don't have to be in hiding. You know what I mean? But, like, they, they, like, they can be fucking tough ass, being yeah. like, you know, where is fucking Muscle? And I think yeah. you could have played yeah. it up with but guys they- like Stone Cold or someone in this. You know what I mean? Right,
0: right. But she needs to still be in some way tougher than them. At but then with
2: no, her. well yeah yeah tougher but smarter. So so yeah. that like they, they they come in as the commandos and they're all uh, you know buff that that makes her look actually stronger and better when she survives longer when they do because these guys in the movie didn't do anything anyways after they revealed themselves they didn't exactly do anything. yeah
3: because that's that's the other key point you just brought that up is that first of all I don't mind secret commandos but hey how about these secret commandos much like the commandos did in the first Predator movie prove that they actually are badasses instead of let's go in and all of a sudden get into their own little well, freaking secret panels.
0: Yeah, but think about this: they all fought one predator in the first one and got their asses kicked. Uh, yeah, but you know was, what? I'm it saying, even better for to make sakes. it maybe a larger scale. I think this, like we we're saying before, one of the characters in this movie, uh, whether they tried to do it or not, was this pyramid, and it was a terrible character. It got in the way all the time, and, and what it did was kind of kept things separate. And they were dealing with aliens, predators, and this labyrinth. And you know what? Get rid of that shit get rid of that that thing that keeps separating people you want to see your commandos or your even your scientists or whoever fight you don't want to just see them go oh i'm getting separated i fell and hurt myself yeah like the
1: thing is they're they're obviously they're going to be thrown off guard the humans have to be caught in this struggle that at first they're like i have no idea what's going on do we really need the added element of this fucking to your point this booby trapped pyramid to like to add yeah, to that, it's like, ridiculous. dude, there are aliens and predators fighting around you. But wait a minute, oh, uh, I just the the wall opened and I fell into another room.
3: Yeah, and you also don't need scenes where the secret commando is bonding with the engineer, you know, talking about their children for fuck's sakes, you know. It's like if he's a well, secret super tough ass. I mean,
0: but that's it, their attempt at making us like these characters, and it was too late. Yeah, it you're was right, a little Andrew. Too late. They tried very hard to make that. That kind of nerdy, whoever, engineer guy, who I like in, you know, in, uh, what is he in? Lockstock. Uh, like, stock. Train
3: spotting, train spotting. Train Spotting. That's in, right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And you like that guy automatically because of those movies, not because of this movie. And then here he is. He don't give two shits and he keeps talking about his yeah. kids and trying to relate oh, Christ. to the... Because he's trying to relate to the audience, and they just don't do a very good job of relating how, any of these characters.
3: How about he did not get on the plane and say, oh, and these are my two kids. Why do not he just say, hey, I'm going to be one of the first ones killed instead? For yeah, to. yeah, that, that was <laughs> Holy bad, God. Bad. Or put on yeah. a red
0: shirt. The,
2: the, the, yeah.
3: The, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. The, the other thing about this uh, movie is that it was obvious, uh, and we should take into consideration, I don't want to jump all over the place, Mike, but it was shot in. Um, it was shot in Scotland. Uh, you know, overseas, because all of the actors were from fucking England, Scotland. I mean, it, you know, they're, they're in all those movies and it did, but it didn't have that feel of being a British movie. So that didn't work for it either. Yeah. You know, so Downs, you set
1: off the top, uh, that they had Lance Henriksen as he yes. played, uh, Charles Bishop Wayland. So that's a link to. The previous Alien series. Uh-huh. In those other films, he was a uh, he was a robot, and he also was, and I believe in Alien Three that David Fincher did, he played his original self or another robot. I don't know, but anyways, this is I may be set earlier than that, and this is the real man. I understand that was sm- a, a good idea. But man that that still didn't they didn't flesh out anything uh about him and did he die awkwardly that was a weird shot death the editing on that thing was so bad he tried to flame yeah flow. yeah uh, uh,
2: yeah that's right I, I, was, I was like I wonder if it was in his contract cuz they didn't show him actually die like that was fucking like was that in a contract or something Cause Yeah that's- like uh, he did. tried
1: to be like he tried to set a predator on fire and then there's a direct close up <laughs> of him going
0: ah and then he's just yeah. dead they, it was like you know what the problem was too i think with this movie they weren't showing the violence they weren't being graphic as they should be with a movie like this they were trying to make it wider and this is my opinion but they're trying to make it wider audience availability by not showing the gore and the guts come on you're you're alien versus predator you're going to kill someone rip their head off and show it a little bit. Uh, no, I'm not the number one fan of gore, but come on. Like, they they would show a side shot and see blood splatter. This is well, a little too uh, wishy-washy for me.
1: Well, the thing is, the way they definitely tried to make up for that fact, Andrew, was with the goo. How it's drippy so gooey much. was this fucking movie, man? There was so much slime in this, you thought it was n- produced by Nickelodeon.
0: Or that Ghostbusters was uh, right around the corner. Fuck. Oh, it was gooey, all right. Before you get away from Whalen, the only thing I will say, they did throw a little homage, is when he was sitting at his computer or whatever. He was playing, doing the little knife game with his hand. Well, with the I. And aliens.
2: That, that was like, I thought, I didn't like that. That was way too obvious. But, but, but before we leave him, I'm glad he was in it. But I'll tell you, because what I thought was, um, the blonde chick, I thought, if this was in the future, she would have been a robot. Because she, she seemed to, you know who I mean? Um, she was like,
3: uh,.
0: Yeah, the
3: tough kind of... Yeah, and she was one of the few characters in the movie that came across immediately like... I'm a fucking badass, you Yeah, know? well, yeah, they I,
2: I, 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 I mean, like, actually had some
3: interest. Yeah, because like, I'm going like, oh, okay, she goes, yeah, you know, uh, you know, mountain climber Betty is going like, hey, what's with a gun? We don't take guns on my trip. Goes, I take guns wherever the fuck I want to, you know, and I was like, all right, she means business. And then when you think she's almost got a freaking relationship with another freaking secondary, boring, archaeological fuckhead, you know, hey, they're going to have a thing going on here. They get fucking, their stomachs exploded by aliens. Yeah, well, well the, yeah.
1: The, That's the thing. It's, uh, you know, listen as we're describing this. Outside, of Bishop, who was from the other films, and we all know there was a female lead. None of these characters, you don't know one of their names. It's hard to even describe who the hell they were. It's like there's no recognizable characters in this. They're just, they're introduced, they say two lines, and then they're fodder to get to scream and yell and get, you know, stabbed by a predator. Now, ultimately, in a movie like this, a lot of people are going to be are going to get killed that's the purpose of this but we cared a little bit more when the dudes died in predator when you know the big when carl weathers got uh killed in predator you cared a little bit you know because you that they had established their characters they need to do maybe tighten up the amount of the team but give us each you know uh, give us each an identifiable trait about them and maybe what i'm trying to say here is cast Michelle Rodriguez as a tough fucking bitch commando. She had to be in this movie. Yeah.
3: Can you imagine if the freaking scriptwriter didn't think at the last second for an alien ship to blow a fucking laser hole right to the fucking pyramid, how long this fucking movie would have been? Well, and... Now? Well, I, like, the, I, like the dig team gets there and go like, well, let's do lunch. You know what I mean? <laughs> Our well, fucking job is over. And, and I, I'm like
2: wait, maybe we shouldn't go down here. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, there's a huge, this wasn't here yesterday. It's here now. It, it seems to be coming out of the sky. I don't know. I would think alarm bells are, you know what I mean? Like, the the, the people were stupid in this movie. Um, and, and to your point, Mike, you have to have fodder for the aliens. Because, in fact, this movie is called Alien vs. Predator. So, it, you know, we need to get to the Aliens vs. Predator sooner. We spent way too much people on this time that ultimately we didn't care about. And the, you're, you're right. This is
1: a pretty dumb cast of people, because there was a scene, I actually rewound it, when they were walking up the stairs of this uh, perfectly preserved uh, preserved pyramid, and there are two gigantic
3: statues
1: (laughs) along the stairs of predators. (laughs) Like, I mean,
3: of predators. That was it. and that's on my notes here. I'm like, here we go. Uh, doesn't anybody want to f- ask about the statues on the stairs? <laughs> the huge, <laughs> like they just walked.
1: <laughs> they just walked past that. No one's like, hey, uh dude, do- what do you think those things are?
3: Yeah. And then I got, I got in page three of my notes because I write them as I didn't watch a movie. It goes, now you look at the statues and ask, what are those big, giant, dreadlocked alien things doing in this building? Well, and they,
1: they had a couple times too because then they get inside the pyramid and they see the etchings on the wall and there's a clear drawing for some reason of a predator fighting an alien in the brick. No one says a word about this. They're just like, oh, that's pretty neat. Let's keep going. It's like, maybe we don't want to be in here.
3: Yeah, like the archaeologist uh, uh, doesn't get actually get smart until he's practically on death's door for crying out loud. You know, ah, he goes, now I get it. You know, it's like, now you get it? <laughs> As it's he's being too stabbed. Fu- a bit too fucking late there, fucking Indiana Juarez for yeah, crying yeah, out fucking- Indiana Juarez. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Make but he, sure. was, yeah, he was boring, too, that fucker. Jeez. A lot of fucking good he turned
2: out to be. Yeah, yeah there,
1: there was no help. help. You're I, right, I can read you- it now.
3: <laughs> ah! <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, so it sounds like we definitely want to keep a strong female lead. We feel like there needs to be more of a army commando presence in this thing, beefing up the characters. One of the things, let's get now into the main characters: aliens and predators. Uh, you, the one th- they obviously gave you everything you expected. There were face huggers. They had a queen in this thing, but the predators are. Obviously, the more humanoid ones intend to drive are going to drive the story a bit more. I was not surprised at that. One of the things I thought was a little weird was the predators kind of didn't act like themselves uh, so much. One of the th- I, we, we know they've established this in the in the previous films that the predators uh, respect worthwhile opponents. They get that fact uh, ultimately, they did that with you know if you've seen Robert Rodriguez's new movie Predators or, uh you know, Danny Glover in, in Predator 2, this one, what the fuck, uh, all it took was for Mountain Climb and McGee here was to go, wait, 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 please, <laughs> and the Predator stops and doesn't
0: kill her. <laughs> uh, all right. You friend, me <laughs> love.
3: Yeah, but here, here we go. First of all, as far as the, 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 these two alien casts, you know, tons of aliens are cried out. Three Predators, is it just me, or did those, you know, like, two-thirds of the freaking Predator force go down pretty fucking quick? Oh, yeah,
0: they died easy.
2: Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I was like, I remember thinking the same thing, because, cause in, uh, in fact, um, when those pods came up, I was like, okay, what, there's like eight pods? Okay, if that's eight aliens, I guess that's it, and we're going to stop there with the pods. And, and then the three ali- uh, Predators, all of a sudden those two uh, Predators get killed, and then all of a sudden there's way more aliens. I'm like, well, this... It, uh, it wasn't even a fair fight you know what i mean so i uh, i don't know i was kind of like again i didn't like that part of the story
0: either the, o- I I- the only part in this movie that i liked that was uh with the aliens and the predators fighting was that one scene that showed bat- way back in history or they were explaining the the whole pyramid thing where they showed thousands and thousands of aliens crawling up towards the predators and they were fighting them on the on top of the the pyramid it was a really short cut scene, just explaining it. I was like, that was the only cool scene in this movie.
1: Well, you know, I, I I didn't mind our first throwdown. The first the first scene of the predator basically getting the the tail of the alien through his chest, and then it bringing their faces together. There was a, that, that first moment yeah. where there was a couple good moments uh, in that fight. Obviously, the you know, the Predator grabbing onto the tail of the alien and whipping him against a wall. It seemed a little men in rubber suits at times. Yes. But there was a couple good moments. But to your point, I think the aliens got kind of whipped on a
3: lot. Yeah, but you know what though? Just to comment on the whole faces thing, that was one of the big fucking themes of this movie, where everyone's face was up against aliens or predators or whatever's face in the whole fucking movie. I mean, we get it, you know, the whole Ripley and Alien Queen thing—they got their faces close together. You don't have to use that freaking device that's, ten thousand times. That's funny, Krishna. That you said that.
1: I actually wrote that down in my notes as well. I'm like, how many fucking close-ups of face-to-face scenes do we need? I mean, that happened literally six, seven times in the movie.
3: Yeah, and, and again, with the Predators, again, I like the the Predators. I wish they had diversified them up a bit so I actually, actually could give them nicknames or know the difference between all three of them.
0: Well, I don't know like, see what you mean, yeah. Like, yeah. different yeah.
3: helmet, different weapon, you know, different kind of colorization. Who knows? It's just something to actually Name give tags. them a character. I mean, there's three fucking gigantic, uh, you know, alien hunters you should at least make them interesting instead of so generic
1: i i mean i like the idea of the one predator that used the acid blood to basically scar his face and his helmet i thought that was kind of a neat touch and felt like the predators but yeah i agree with that they needed to be a little bit more distinguishable between knowing who the hell is who you know that that was uh, i mean you're right it was just like which predator is this until the end and Let's talk about the end here, folks, because this turns into Predator, a love story somewhat.
3: I've got that in my notes written like about three or four times. I love you, Predator. I love you, Predator.
1: (laughs) What did we think about the the Predator obviously befriending the uh, character Alexa extremely quickly? The way they could have remedied that was she could have been in a struggle with an alien and then... Stabbed it the way she did, and a predator could have been watching that, could have seen that, been witness to that and realized, oh, she's on my, she's the, you know, she's the, uh, an enemy, you know, the aliens are enemies to her as well. That, yeah. as opposed to her meeting him first and going, H- wait, please, don't hurt me. And then the alien attacking. I thought that was stupid, that they just didn't do that. The alien should have had respect for her based off of battle, not right
0: away, because she said stop. Could we? But, could, yeah, but going back on that, do you, Like, do we even need a friendship in this movie? Do you, no. Like, I, I would prefer, if I was going to do it, and I, I know what you're saying, I thought it was absolute garbage, and the end of the movie was laughable. About, you know, oh, you've got a scar in your face too, and you should come back to our home planet. The, it's dumb. The, my, my point would be, you're, the humans are basically meat for both of them. You've got to survive not getting killed by not only just aliens, but predators as well. And I think that would make a much better movie if they just basically have to stay the fuck out of the way. The whole time. And at the end, after the Predators have wiped out all the aliens, guess who's got to wipe out that last Predator? The humans. Or you just have the movie end. The whole point of
1: the the humans' existence here, to you, what you said, Andrew, is survival. They should be trying to get off-planet. The humans are, for whatever reason, are on an expedition, or have crashed, like Down suggested, and their goal is to get the F out of Dodge. That's how it should end. It should... uh, The the humans trying to get the fuck away.
0: Well, I would... I I mean, I don't want to move forward into plot yet if you don't want to, but I, I like what you guys are saying to it in space and things like that, but I thought in my notes I was kind of saying, if you had it on a space station and that space station gets infected by aliens, you're almost walking down that same typical path where you're like, oh, it's aliens and it's got these humans again, and then all of a sudden predators show up because they're hunting or searching the galaxy to fight these aliens because they're good prey or or you know good things to fight all of a sudden humans are going what the fuck i've got we, we've got our space station that's got aliens all over it all of a sudden these uh predators smash through the window or wh- whatever you want to say and are fighting them and we're caught in the middle what do we got to what are we going to have to do like they have to survive and then eventually eradicate both
2: yeah, yeah, but no, but you're kind of talking like superhero fucking predators. I don't want it to be like that.
0: What do you mean superhero predators?
2: They have, well, like, they, like, they they have they're, they're, ships. spaceships. Yeah, but they're like flying around, saving the Not universe from the, around, from the badass they, aliens.
0: They flew to Earth to to do this. What what difference does it make if they show up wherever the predators are? No,
2: uh, well maybe, but I I, I kind of like the the idea of that. It's a fight. um and and there's some like to Mike's point the, the idea of a of a rite of passage, like I, I think the humans stumble upon kind of like the old alien stories again out in the middle of nowhere they stumble on an alien colony that just so happens to be where the predators come to you know have their rite of passage. But there's maybe more like ten of them and maybe three predators survive and one. I, you know I just don't I, I, well, same I
0: don't, same type of thing. But what I'm trying to say is that you're removing the whole. Um, Thing for, the aliens are kind of treated like pets here—not pets, but like they don't have any domination to them. They're they're being dominated. They're they're tied up. They're you know they're forcing the the queen to, to lay eggs. They're basically like a caged rat. And the the predators already have them beat at this point. They, they they barely even have to fight them because they already have them inside their own pyramid. They're create making them create their stuff. It needs to be. More equal, and I think the aliens need to be more free and 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 uh, running wild. That's actually a good point, Andrew. I,
1: you know, it's a, let's let's go on this because I, I do agree with Downs that I that that idea of the rite of passage for Predator is kind of a neat idea. But you're right; they were slightly uh, slaves to the Predator in this. Yeah. The aliens were right out of the gates; were established as the, You know, the queen is in captivity, etc. Uh, so. How do we get around that? Is it that that maybe the, we're on the alien homeworld, the humans crash in on the alien homeworld, and the mm-hmm. predators have discovered this as three predators, uh, you know, every hundred years are fired and sent to so this planet, and if they can survive it, that's their rite of passage, and maybe mm-hmm. the ship. The predator ship, as it's coming into orbit, knocks the human ship into uh, out of space, and it drops to the alien homeworld as well, or something.
0: Yeah. I don't like the every hundred years type of thing. I think it should be more frequent because you have to think predators. There's more than three born every hundred years, and you almost have to go through this rite of passage or coming of age fight should happen whenever, like you get a, a group of them. They're like, oh, okay, Billy and all his friends, the sixteen of them, are all turning twelve or. You know, 16 this year. They have to go for instead of their bar mitzvah. We sent to fight the aliens. This is good, but that's what it's I mean. It's a like war mitzvah, is what you're saying.
3: But that's that's the toughest part of of this whole. Like writing writing for aliens is easy. Oh no, we got a spaceship. Some kind of shit got in there. Oh aliens, you run! And they reproduce quickly. Uh, the predators are very mysterious. All you know is that they like to go places and kill people for sport. You know, you don't know what it's like back on the home predator world. You know what they do to relax or government or anything. It's just basically these are uh, a race of aliens that specifically go someplace to hunt because that's their fucking deal. So okay, yeah. so
1: then why, from that idea, wouldn't then the alien homeworld be like a safari for the fucking yeah. predators? Exactly. Yeah,
2: I, I I I agree. I think the aliens. You know, if if you look at what we've established with the Predators, I mean, and even in this movie, you know, they have skulls everywhere. their are trophies and stuff. I think alien skull trophies are, you know, that must be the top of the fucking, you know, treasure chest or whatever.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's so, like, so, it's like a great white vinyl.
2: And so I was thinking, too, I mean, when this was going, I was thinking, do we have, you know, somehow the predators have to go to the alien homeworld and come back with an alien skull you know what i mean is that the you know what i mean is that their motivation and the, and somehow to your point mike humans are involved you know mysteriously or accidentally
1: yeah i think i think we're getting somewhere now because at least it, you you have the aliens on their homeworld gives them a dominant position to, so it kind of corrects that submissive uh, way that they were being handled in this film, and you still the predators are still acting like themselves as they are to Christian's point, out hunting. Now yep. the easy answer is humans crash land or stumble upon for whatever reason, searching yep. for space rocks, <laughs> go uh, <laughs> get trapped in between this fucking terrible safari. Done. Yeah, make it, make it easy.
0: Just say humans have found a, a great source for fossil fuels or whatever the fuck. On this planet, they send a mining team, or whatever you want to call it. it doesn't have to be a mining team. A, team. a group to either colonize or to at least uh, land there to take get this fuel back to, uh, or this very expensive material back to... Jesus. Oh, you whatever. said
3: simple. This doesn't sound simple. <laughs> there's Stop. a spaceship and there's a human... How about a group <laughs> of space miners want to take some loot back to the home world?
0: Done. It's ridiculous. You have to. You, have, you still have to give it reason, and you have to understand that the person we're relating to isn't the predators. I don't care if it's their rite of passage. Obviously, someone needs to figure that out during the movie, so it makes a little more sense. The point is, is we need to care for these humans and why they're doing it and why they get stuck there.
3: Lovable space miners. Yes, with oh. hearts of gold, with guns.
1: <laughs> okay, right. so guys, let's let's move on. Uh, well, before we move on, I'm sorry this this is just open way too much cuz we have to mock uh, the AVP a little bit longer. First of all, at the end when the queen finally came out, did that not wreak a little Jurassic Park to you as the uh the queen was kind of running around like a T-Rex, you <laughs> smacking its head uh, like chasing that girl through the the bone hallways and stuff. It just felt very wrong to me.
3: But, but- how about even before that? Well, like when the predator is talking to freaking uh, mountain climber Betty, he goes, "She goes, what's that? A bomb?" And he goes, "Yep." And he starts fucking peeling off and running like crazy for Christ's sakes! I mean, what <laughs> happened to the fucking predator that set the bomb and sat there and fucking blew himself up like he should? For okay, Christ's well, sake? you know, you
2: know what the problem is though—a huge uh, flaw in their storytelling because when. Someone has a flashback. I don't know who because, you know, they're just reading the story. But um, the bomb goes off and basically destroys the planet – And, 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 and I assume that, that's why the pyramid is underground, right? And, and causes the ice age or something is what I took from that because this planet, that, that pyramid at one point was above ground. You know what I mean? And the aliens, uh, you know, overran things, they let off this bomb. So therefore it was like planet destruction. And it looked like, I think like it wiped out the planet at least for a few years. I
0: mean, that pyramid wouldn't be there anymore. Obviously, uh, the one thing you can say, obviously a very, very big explosion. And we've seen it in the, in the previous movies. The best is, except, is except,
2: except in this one they they are, they can run away from it within you know like five minutes like that doesn't and, make it
3: and did they ever haul ass holy shit also it's like cutscene and they're out practically running up the fucking yeah, tunnel I was
2: it was laughable
1: that we had to have a slow motion running scene of the woman <laughs> and the predator running from an explosion we couldn't even not have a, a you know a moment of running from an explosion in this fucking movie and then don't even get me started on that weird fucking scene of the woman and the predator on the reverse alien luge when they yeah. shot up that fucking tunnel <laughs> on the, that
3: thing uh, that looks so <laughs> you know what I, I wrote down in my notes i said i said you know what would have been a nice touch if freaking mountain climber betty started to slip and almost fall off the slit and the predator caught her and pulled her back up
0: yeah and hugged her
3: <laughs> i'm i'm surprised that didn't happen actually well,
0: it, that's the thing like what, first of all that's an absolutely ridiculous thing like they have this thing set up just in case we got to get it out super fast let's have this set on Turbo sled mode. We'll have that. We'll have that ready. But it, like you guys are saying, it would be much better for our new and improved Alien versus Predator that the Alien gets his or Predator is getting his ass kicked. The female notices that he's set off this explosion and he's dying. So he's like, "Fuck this! I'm letting this thing off." She turns by herself to get the fuck out of there, to escape. Instead of the Alien going, "Let's go!" holding hands and running like Felman Louise.
1: Let's haul ass to
0: Lollapalooza!
1: Yeah, like that was pretty fucking dumb. So, uh, guys, uh, let's talk a little bit about the director of this, uh, this film. He is Paul W. S. Anderson. So, and that's not to be confused with the very good filmmaker Paul Thomas Anderson, who made Boogie Nights. Paul W. S. Anderson's resume includes the following. Mortal Kombat, Event Horizon, the Resident Evil films and Death Race. So, do uh, he is the he is credited as the writer and director. So, do we put all uh, onness to this mess on him? What do you think, Christian?
3: I I I don't know. I didn't have as much of, like I think he. But I'm gonna speak English in a second here. I don't think he did that horrible a job. To be totally honest, I think. I don't know. I mean, I, it's like some of the f- little fight scenes uh, with the oh. predators and aliens were were not that bad. You know, where the things were the, the the aliens were jumping around, the queen alien trying to set her free, and stuff like that. I didn't mind that so much. I, I just think he was basically a a victim of basically premise and script. To be totally honest, well, oh, I mean, well, should,
2: okay. Well, hello. Let, let, let me jump in there, Alex. I I, I kind of agree with what you're saying, Christian. I think visually. He, he was okay, but I mean, if Mike just said if he wrote the script, uh, I think we have to kind of put some blame for him on that, too. Uh, that's, a, that's a good point. You know what I mean? Like, I, I hear what you're saying. This movie looked okay. You know what I mean? Like, um, and, and if he was just a director on that, I, I think I might maybe be in the same case. And I was thinking that when I was watching this. Do we keep him or, or kill him? And But I just, visual's not enough. If he, if he had anything to do with writing that script and takes credit for that and got paid for that, then I, I don't think we can uh, let him
0: ride on that. No, I, I I completely disagree with with Christian on this, and and I guess a little bit with Downs. This guy's got to go if he's directing this uh, steaming pile of poo and also contributing to writing the screenplay. No, goodbye. This is this is this is entirely his fault.
1: Yeah, you know, and and it's interesting how they weren't able to get a, a sort of larger named genre directors involved in this. Maybe it is that it's a bit of a thankless story in the sense that humans are ultimately just fodder and you're working with two toys from other people's uh, toy yeah. chests. Yeah. So maybe that's why people stayed away from it. It's a little surprising just understanding the pedigree, of, at least, of the people that worked on Aliens. I mean, the original Predator, I think, was done by John McTiernan that did Die Hard. The other one, I mean, and Robert Rodriguez worked on Predators eventually, but that was after the fact. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I I agree with Andrew here that I don't know if Paul W.S. Anderson's the right guy, but, uh, you know, I'll agree. I'll meet you guys halfway. He should definitely be kicked off scripting, uh, scripting detail.
3: Yes, yes.
1: But... Directing, he's competent, you know.
0: I mean I mean there was some visual I mean visually it looked okay. I see, I disagree with it, I didn't like it visually that much. And like I said before, one of my problems was pacing of this film. It was it, it they didn't give time where they should have and, and took too much time where they, Actually, they didn't need to.
1: Very good point, Andrew. The pacing was terrible. The film kind of flew within the first five minutes. The other thing is too, is a lot of the aliens were CGI. It, a lot. I mean, outside of maybe close-up face work, I I, I don't know if there was really any animatronics uh, used for the aliens. I think it was all computer-generated.
0: Yeah, and the close-up face stuff really didn't look good, and I swear to God, I'd have to look at it again, but they reused shots a few times of the close-ups. It looked like they kept using the same close-up alien shot where it was moving its lip, and if you look at it, they'll use it like they use a cutaway, they show the alien face, and they cut to the person looking at them, then back to the alien. Exact same shot, and they—you yeah. they, know what I mean—they play it. They just played it over again. I'm thinking this is the best four seconds of footage that you have. You can't use something else. Well, for all we know, that probably that piece of footage was probably from Aliens uh,
1: Part Two. You know, they could have just <laughs> taken a piece of that stock footage. But uh so we're at, at least we're in agreement on the the script is gotta go. A, a screenwriter's gotta go. Directing that's up for debate. So, uh, fellas, any final comments before we move on to our hearing how our movie, our redo, worked out? Downs, uh, any thoughts?
2: Uh, I don't think so,
3: not off the top of my head anyways. Christian, Bloom, anybody? You know, what? Well, go ahead. Well, just casting, man. They gotta revamp that cast, man. Just fucking, just the, the, the cast and yeah, obviously the script has to be totally fucking redone. Blah, blah, blah.
0: I think somebody needs to approach these movies a little differently. These ensemble casts where they have to introduce them one at a time. obviously this one didn't even do a half decent job of doing a crappy one, but I would love to see someone take a different have a different take on it i I don't necessarily have a great suggestion myself, but I think this movie would have done better with a very large cast of humans, maybe a colony with a few main stars, and you could have seen a lot more destruction of humans a lot more carnage and a, a lot more stuff to make you feel bad for the humans almost to feel like they're in a tight spot instead of just in a maze yeah and see to me i, I agree I, I with humans with
1: and with and this goes to what christian was saying i think you need to amp up your character actors for those uh, smaller uh b level characters like Predators I we've we've mentioned this a couple times it really caught the spirit of those original Predator films if you haven't seen Rodriguez's film you should check it out i mean they cast like uh Danny Trejo and all those other guys Adrian and some, Cody. yeah ad some like recognizable b movie uh, sort of people in those smaller roles i think someone mentioned stone cold steve austin he would be perfect in as one of the grunts you know yeah, like I-
3: I was thinking Jason Statham. Yeah,
1: Jason Statham yeah. could be your lead yeah. for Christ's sakes, but you know, throw Stone Cold and a couple other like, you know, Michelle Rodriguez and get some like uh people who are willing to kind of chew up the scenery as they get chewed up, but you know, that there there needs to be a little more uh depth to these uh to these sort of rogue characters, even if though, though it can be cartoony, give us a little bit more cartoon. So Guys, I think we've uh we've done it here. Let's see. the Atomic Geeks have redone AVP. Do we like this acronym AVP? Shit, not really. Okay, no, I'm
2: not a uh, fan I mean, of
0: acronyms for movies. Uh,
2: yeah, but I mean, yeah, I mean, come on, you got to think of the marketing guys. They're looking for something that you can rhyme off pretty quick. Always right? about business.
3: <laughs> big big business downs in the house.
1: <laughs> All right, so here's the Atomic Geeks have redone Aliens versus Predator. So. Right off the top, this shit cannot happen in 2004. Set this thing in the future, for God's sakes, people. And it definitely needs to happen off-planet. Antarctica, not the most exciting of locales. We kind of agree that the lead character can be a woman. You know, if you want to pay homage to uh, what Ripley did in the previous Alien films. But we, she needs to be a stronger character, tougher and smarter Forget these sort of, are we, are we army guys? Are we not? Are we just a, you know, a group of unidentified archaeologists and engineers? Fuck that. We need some commandos and military. And the care, we, we need to fill this cast of characters with a little bit more colorful personalities. Sure, they're gonna be cannon fodder, but let us invest and care a little bit about them. Uh, definitely no predator bonding fuck this, the humans don't need to de- befriend the Predators, they need to stay out of their way. Ultimately, our character, the Predator, can respect the lead character, but no running away from explosions in slow motion together. How about an idea of the alien homeworld is the where this the setting is this, and the Predators go there almost on a safari, and I'm using air quotes there, as... The, as they go to collect the most valuable uh, trophy, which is an alien skull. And a group of humans are trapped in the middle of this conflict. Maybe via crash landing or they're on some sort of expedition. That, like Andrew said, mining for space ore. But most of all, when making this film, no predator luge. No predator <laughs> luge. I repeat that. And finally... Definitely Paul W.S. Anderson, not the guy to be typing at the keys for the script. You know, director, we may want to investigate that, but Paul W.S. Anderson, sorry, dude. You're likely not going to make the cut. So that's our Alien vs. Predator redo. That was pretty fun, fellas. I wish we could see a better film of this. They made a sequel to it, Alien vs. Predator Requiem, which is apparently... Just as shitty. So I'm not sure if we'll ever get a chance to see a good version. One day, hopefully, they make ours.
3: Does that one take place in the Pyramid too?
1: No, that one takes place in Atlantis. Whoa! (laughs) (laughs) All right. So how about we move right into our Atomic Atomic Picks? All right. So Christian Nielsen, let's hear your Atomic Picks.
3: Uh, my atomic pick this week is a game for the magical device known as the iPad it is from uh, the developer Mika Mobile and uh, for a brief a moment there It was on sale For 99 cents So immediately Color me interested And I picked it up Right away And the name Of the game Is called uh, Battleheart And essentially Battleheart is Essentially you are Playing uh, Dungeons and Dragons To a certain extent On your iPad uh, You uh, are controlling Four cute little, cute little Dungeon and Dragon type characters, whether it be a barbarian or a wizard or a cleric or a knight or a rogue or a, like a basically one of those ninja, or, uh, Shaolin friggin' fist fighters, uh, and, and you fight, uh, you know, monsters and stuff, and you go and buy new weapons and upgrade characters, and for ninety nine cents, or actually it's two ninety nine now, still not a bad deal. Not, uh, quite a lot of fun, and I look forward to dungeon crawling with these cute little characters, uh, for future skirmishes. Uh, the game is called Battle Heart, and you can find it on your, uh, iTunes App Store place.
0: Andrew Bloom. Uh, I've got a couple of quick ones. Number one, Atomic Pick, I just want to say that I have now finished Avatar The Last Airbender, and I really enjoyed that, that series. Uh, kinda sad that it's done. It ended in a nice long ninety-two minute uh movie. Um it's it's really is it really enjoyable. Uh like that one. I'm gonna give a, a quick pan as well to Molson M, the microcarbonated premium lager. Didn't really catch my taste buds.
3: Halfway through that one beer and he said, No way, no more. I had
0: <laughs> one sip and I was out. Um and then uh, I have another early pan. A preemptive pan, if you will. I've started, and about halfway through the book, *Garden Guardians of Gahul, The Capture. Thought this might be good because someone recommended it. Not enjoying this book at all. Uh, I did notice that there's like 72 or something of these books. I think there's 15 plus of these books. I'm probably not ever going to get to them because although it's starting to get a little bit better, it really stinks to start.
3: Sorry to interrupt again, but is that the Owl Book? Yeah. Fuck you.
0: Someone gave someone said, "Here, read this," and I thought it's oh, an easy read. It'll take me a little bit of time. It's taking me so long because when I have a book that I enjoy, you fly through it. This one, bleh. I know
3: not to sound stupid, but I mean, anyone says, "Hey, I got a, a book about the adventures of the Owls," Dude, I'm like, I'll fucking pass. I just
0: I just watched three <laughs> seasons of a cartoon called Avatar: The Last Airbender. Owl Adventures? No, they're Guardians
1: in the title that's right mike downs you want to separate this brawl here and tell us your atomic pick
2: (laughs) okay so my i have an atomic uh pick i got to uh, a bit of a pick i mean it's not an overwhelming pick um but not a pan somewhere in the middle um i finally got my uh, hands on a copy of green hornet um and uh checked that out and i gotta say i kind of liked it um I thought Seth Rogen did a pretty okay job. Uh, the wife and I watched this, uh found ourselves laughing quite a bit. Thought the uh, you know, the coupling of Cato and Hornet was pretty good, especially for a uh I like that this is a non-combat character, a television character that was created and, you know, is still being continued. So I like that. Um, honestly, the action sequences weren't that great. Um, they kind of sucked. Uh, they had this red zooming in thing. I don't know if that was the 3D bullshit coming across or what. but um, So that was why I really didn't love it. But uh, it wasn't that bad. Um, and I didn't think, I mean, I think I've heard, you know, pretty negative things, I think, about uh, Seth uh, Rogan on that. But I didn't mind him. I thought he was kind of pretty fucking funny. So, um, you know if you're thinking about it and if you're going to download it, I did and it was all right.
1: All right. And one atomic pick for me and mine is for a fan made movie trailer. That's right. For ET2 extinction. This thing is fucking hilarious. Uh, this has been making the rounds on uh, Twitter. It was on funny or die. You can find it on YouTube. This, uh someone has basically created a trailer for the, Inevitable sequel to ET and they actually used adult footage of Drew Barringmore and Elliot, so you see them as adults and ET returning because ET's race is coming back to enslave us. It there is CGI work on this. They pull footage that includes Bruce Willis, Morgan Freeman in it. It is has to be seen to be believed. You can go to ET two trailer.com to check this out or like i mentioned jump on youtube and just look for et extinction very funny stuff okay pause is it who's next week as
2: host
0: christian isn't it i am no
2: well it's not me i was last week i think it's bloom isn't it then how it's was you the,
0: andrew I was the week before
3: Oh, does it? Go I just did. Christian? I just did. I just did Canadian geeks. Okay,
0: our order's uh, all messed up
1: because I'm not supposed to follow. Geeks. Okay, so okay. Do I, you, we, I won't throw it anybody. Okay, clearly I here. don't know what we're doing. Okay. All right, so that's gonna do it for episode 104 of the Atomic Geeks podcast. We are getting up there. Uh Just want to thank all of the people that got involved in our All-Star Superman Blu-ray giveaway. Uh, We had five winners, Geekarino, Brandon, Eric T., Templar Seth, and Geek Mentality. Guys, the Blu-rays are on their way at the time of this recording. Look for new contests from the Atomic Geeks on our forums in the future. And as well, just wanted to make a little note that The Atomic Geeks are heading to C2E2. That is Chicago's Comic and Entertainment Convention. That's happening March 18th to 20th. So if you are going to this con or thinking about it, you might want to head over there because all four of us are going to be there. We're going to be doing a video cast. We're going to be updating some audio podcasts. So either keep an ear and an eye out for those, or if you're around, maybe come by and say hello. Now, as always... You can reach us on all the various social media. We're on Facebook. You can go and like us there. Find us on Twitter. And as well, go to our website, www.theatomicgeeks.com, and visit our forums. Uh, it's always nice to see more and more people joining that and participating in the conversation. And let me say, to finally close out, if you want, listen to our show via iTunes, how about you be a peach and leave us an iTunes review, a favorable one, because... The iTunes reviews helps our standing in iTunes, and we love that. So if you get a chance, say something nice. So that's the usual preamble, and this is Michael DiGiovanni for all of the Atomic Geeks. The Atomic Geeks, out.
3: Just listened to another episode of The Atomic Geeks. Visit us at TheAtomicGeeks.com. Production by Andrew Bloom, title track by Don't Look Down.
1: All right. Let's do it then, friends. You want to put your hands in?
2: (laughs) Everybody (laughs) Oh, wait. Knuckles.
1: Uh All right then.